Good morning, guys. Just to finish off what we were learning the last couple of days, and we'll move on. We see this concept of tzibur, this concept of being part of a group, that it's such an important part of our existence that even when it comes to serving God, there is an element of tzibur that has to be present for the service of Hashem to be real. Where do we find a great example of that? When we pray every morning, the shahrit, we talk about how the angels, how they serve Hashem. And it says, right, kulam ahuvim. Right, kulam ahuvim. They're all beloved. Kulam berurim. They're all clear. Right? What do we say? Clear. Kulam ke'ehad. Onim ve'omerim. What's ke'ehad? All of them, like one, they stand up or they, they open their mouth and they say, Kadosh, Kadosh. But notice the words. Kulam ke'ehad. Omrim, which means that for the, even an angel, even a malach, when he comes to serve Hashem, if he does it himself, it doesn't have the value. It has to be where they come, kehad. Kehad means they become united, they become together. So you see this concept in the service of Hashem as an individual is lacking even for an angel. You can't get higher than the purity of an angel. Kulam ahuvim, they're all beloved. Kulam berurim, they're all clear. They're perfect. Angels are perfect. Yet, to come as an individual to serve Hashem, it doesn't have the value. Kulam ke'ehad, they have to come united. They have to come as a tzibur. They have to come as a group together. That's the power of a tzibur. That a person needs to be a part of a group and not an individual like we said yesterday. Just to finish off on this subject. So we said yesterday, how does a person do that? We said yesterday, a person could live a hundred years of a normal good life. Not a, a life of a rasha. A normal good life. A hundred years. Gives charity even. Helps people. A hundred years. Even 60. Right? You could live 60 years. And not one time did you leave your four amot. You didn't leave your yourself. Everything about you was about you. Even when you help people. It was for you. Even when you did something for your, even we said, even your own children. You view your children as an extension of yourself. Man. So they're part of you. So basically your entire life, just like when you were born, for sure in the beginning of our lives, all of us only think about ourselves. 
that's obvious. That attitude stays with us for a hundred years unless we take steps to change that. A person needs to make moves every day to step out of their four amot. Four amot usually is the space that's considered part of the person's area. Six feet. You got to take steps every day to step out of your four amot. For example, for example, like, he, like, like Charlie just said, you went to buy something yesterday, you see someone behind the counter. For a moment, now usually you say thank you because that's what people do, because you look bad otherwise. But for a moment it's possible to think about what the other person would like to, need, to hear at that moment. Think if you were that person, that's called stepping outside of your Dalad Amot. It's not thinking about what you need to do. It's thinking about what they need to be done. It's a little bit of a different kind of kindness. It's not so much what's my obligation. It's more, let me put myself in that person's shoes for a moment and then I'll be able to do or to say what I need to say. It's called stepping out of your four amot. Stepping out of thinking about yourself and putting yourself in the other person's shoes. So, for example, here he says, a person comes in new to the Bet Knesset. Guy comes to shul for the first time. He's not usually there. That's a great opportunity. If you're a person who steps out of their Dalet Amot, so right away your mind starts to put it yourself in his shoes. If you're a new guy coming to Bet Knesset for the first time, either the first time to a certain minyan or the first time at a certain time, if you were that guy, how would you feel? You'd be maybe a little scared. Maybe you'd feel that you don't belong. Maybe you feel like you're intruding. Maybe you feel... How does a person walking into a new group feel? So stepping out of your Dalet Amot would mean if you're sitting in the Bet Knesset, either on Shabbat or on a regular weekday, whatever, you take your mind and you put it in that guy's situation for a moment and then you go and help them according to that. So it's not so much helping people, it's more than that. It's feeling where they are. So this could be done in the Beth Knesset. It could be done every day in work. There are people that work for you. There are people who work with you. There are people that help you. A person needs to practice, again, not so much giving. It's more than giving. Giving is when you give of yourself, you feel like you're doing something. That's, again, thinking about yourself. doesn't mean if you think about yourself, you're a bad person. It just means that if you only think about yourself, that's a problem. But if you use your opportunities during the day, try it today. Don't just walk out of class and forget everything you learned. Today, Isaac, try it. A few times a day, stop where you are, look at somebody, and ask yourself, what does that person right now, what does he need? 
What could be something that he's lacking? That is called stepping outside of your four amot. That is, that is an avodah. You know, avodah means it's work. It's work. To change life habits, especially ones that you're born with, doesn't happen by itself. We think, by nature, people just grow up. But they don't, by nature, grow up. You need to take steps. The easiest place to start is your home. Step out of your Dalit Amot with your son. How hard, how hard could that be? It's your own son. Raymond, you have children. God bless you. With your own children, instead of seeing them as an extension of you, for a moment, stop and think where they are, what do they need? It's a whole different way of living life and connecting to people. That's what's called becoming part of a tzibur. It is, it's about looking at people where they are, not what you need to do for them. It's a little different. means you're doing for them either way. But where is the focus? Is the focus on what you do for them? Or is the focus on what they need done and therefore you do it? One is focused on their kindness. When I think of what I have to do, I'm thinking of my kindness. Till today you thought that was the highest level, but no. The real level is when you put yourself in their shoes and then you fulfill it. That's why it says in the Pasuk when it talks about charity in the Torah, you might think this is like a big hidush, but it's an explicit pasuk in the Torah. Torah says that when someone comes to you, Ani, and Ani comes, needs help. So the pasuk says, Et ha'ani aymach. The Ani that's with you. What does that mean, the Ani that's with you? Of course he's with you. You see him, you're helping him. What does it mean he's with you? So Hazal tells us it means... That you, Aymach, the Ani has to be in you. You have to feel his situation has to be with you. Not physically he's with you. In order to help him in the most proper way, it has to be that his poverty is Aymach. His situation is Aymach. Meaning when you help somebody, if you really want to help him in the highest form, his issue, his lacking, has to be with you. Not that you're reaching out to help him. You first have to bring him into you, and then you're able to help him. So it's not, it's not so much that you're helping people. It's more that you are Feeling their needs. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You have to think about them. You have to spend part of your life thinking about other people. I mean, a guy has a need. Instead of just helping him, you think about what it is that he is in need of, and then you help him. That's called living outside of your Dalit Amot. This is not the nature of a human being. It is not our nature. The nature is not to do that. The nature is to think only about what we need to do. 
and even when we need to do for others, like our spouse, like our children, like the people that need us, even when we do it, we do it from us. I need to give you. I need to teach you. I need to give charity. I need to be charitable. The focus is on me. And we don't put out, take ourselves and look at things from the other person's perspective. So this is today's practice. Believe it or not, if you put yourself in your wife's shoes or a wife in a husband's shoes, you would realize a lot more of the needs than if you just look at it from your angle. You could say from your angle, listen, what do you mean? I do this, I do that, it's not enough. How many, how many times do you hear people say that? You know how much I do? She'll never appreciate it. I do this, I do that. All right. It's true, but your whole focus is off because it's not so much about what you do. It's about what she needs. So if you're doing something and it's not reaching home, it's probably because you're not thinking about what she is needing. You could be doing all things, but it's not helping because you're not doing the most important thing, which is put yourself in that person's shoes. It might be even cheaper than what you're doing. You might say, well, I buy her this, I buy her that, I take her here. It may, it may be that's not really what she needs. It may not be, you know, I found in, in, in life that very often when women have a lot of physical needs, they need to buy a lot of things. It's because they're not getting what they're really missing emotionally. Because you're not giving them what they really need, so they just have to go and figure out how to get their needs in a different way. So here you are saying, you know how much money I spend? You know how much do I do? But, you, but really, that could be a sign that you're really not taking care of your obligations. It, it is that way with children also. Many good parents give a lot to their children. And very often it's an excuse for not doing for them what they really need. Sometimes you feel, you know, you don't spend enough time with them. So you come home, you buy them a gift, you buy them a watch, you buy them a that. But you're really, you're covering up, compensating for something much more essential. Are you with me? Now this applies to a spouse. Want to know where to apply it today? Easy. Your wife, easy. Children, your own children, not somebody else's children, your own kids, believe it or not. You can be the best father helping them day and night and you never for a moment stepped out into their foramon. It could very well be. You could be a wonderful father and you never really sat in the three-year-old's mind or the 30-year-old's mind. Could be you never did that once where you actually took their position and saw the world from their eyes and figured out, oh wow, that's what it looks like from there? Oh, it's a different world. Could be you never did that. Spouse, children, siblings, friends. It's, it's all around. Every day you got to take a few minutes, a few times a day. Just catch yourself and you see somebody, you walk into the house, great opportunity. You see your child, you see your friend, great opportunities. Again, I don't expect us myself included, to do this every second. We can't go from zero to a hundred in one day. But if we don't go from zero to one, we'll never get to two. 
And if we don't do that, we're not going to get the 100. What I did yesterday, one of the things, I was by a funeral like you. And I saw one of the boys there. And I tried to feel right now what he is feeling. And I did a second thing in that funeral. I saw someone there who had the same situation happen to him, to his mother. And he was sitting there. And I was thinking, what is that guy feeling right now? He's sitting in the funeral of his friend for his mother. His mother passed away also at a very young age. And he's thinking, I'm thinking, what must that guy be going through? So what did I do? On the way out, I saw that guy. I said, I said, this must be much harder for you than everybody else. So he appreciated that. But that's an example. You're looking around, you see a guy, you say, okay, how's that guy feeling right now? What must, what must be going through his mind? He's replaying the same movie again. And what is he feeling? He's not feeling like everybody else. He's got something else going on in him. So that was a, that was a, a good opportunity. You will see, first of all, the very fact you put yourself in their shoes is a great accomplishment. Even if you see nothing different than you've always seen. The very fact that you took a minute and you put yourself in their shoes, that's already a huge accomplishment from yourself. That you finally left your Dalit Amot and you put yourself in their shoes. Probably when you put yourself in someone else's shoes, probably you'll see things a little differently than before. Probably you'll notice things that you may not have noticed before. It's not like you have to be a genius. Because once you put in their shoes, you start seeing things a different way. So that's usually what happens. But even if nothing happens, just the fact that you looked at the guy and you saw what he is feeling and you felt that way, it's enough. It's already a great accomplishment. You became part of the tzibur. That's what it means. You became part of somebody else. Instead of sitting back your whole life on your royal throne and everybody is outside, all of a sudden you started connecting with people. That's a very big, big idea. Even God is like that. Hashem says, Hashem says to Am Yisrael, Meaning, when, when I see somebody in pain, he's in sorrow, I am with him in his sorrow. One of the characteristics of God is that he feels our situation. Not, I understand your situation. Not, I'm going to help your situation. That he'll do also. Not that I'll give you the strength in your situation. I'm with you. In your sorrow, I am with you in your pain. You follow? He's saying that's, that's a godly attribute. That when you're able to put yourself in somebody else's shoes... It's not the nature of, I keep repeating it, it's not the nature of a human being, which tells us two things. It means you're not an evil person if you don't do it, not your nature. And B, since it's not your nature, you're never going to do it, ever. You don't graduate on your own unless you take the initiative of doing it every day. That's why I, I am pleading with you every day. Start taking something on yourself. To do it that way. And Be'ezrat Hashem will start stepping out of our four amot. Now I want to share with you on this subject something very beautiful. 
you were reading the word of the Mashkiah. Look what it says. The Mashkiah spoke about a man, a certain man in the community that was very matliach, very successful. Successful with people. He became a person of the Tzibur. He was involved with many people, helped a lot of people. A community man. A very, very successful community person. And he was doing amazing things, accomplishing great things for the Jewish people. It was well known to everybody. He was like the icon of the community men. So the Mashgiach, he knows this man. Everybody looks at him today as the finished product. They look at him as this great community person. The Mashgiach said this man was a broken person at one time in his life. He was a broken person. Without happiness, without satisfaction. It's a broken man. Not very unusual, by the way. There are many broken people. He says that he came out of his issues and he became a different man. How? How? How do you take a broken, unsatisfied, unhappy human being and turn them into the community man? How does that happen? He says, how did he leave that situation he was in? Meaning, he started helping and being a person who was there for others. Which means that a person who isn't there for others can feel a lack of satisfaction in their life. There comes a point in a person's life. Each person is different. But the medicine, the medicine to bring to a person happiness, satisfaction, energy is to start living outside their Dalit Amot. In fact, he says, the Mashkiah says, there are many people who are broken in life, different levels of broken. He says, and if they would be involved, if they would start getting involved and helping others, again, like I told you, family first and on from there, if they would start practicing, meaning you see a broken guy today. Imagine you see a broken guy today, you see a guy... He's not really a satisfied person. He's not a happy person. He has all kinds of issues in his life. You hear his life story. You want to just cry for the guy. If you would be able to get into the guy, then he would follow your instruction. If you could just get this guy to do what we're learning today. You know, people, when you talk to them, sometimes they say, oh, I'm going through this. I'm going through that. I'm having this issue. I'm dealing with that. You know what all the common denominator of those, those words are? Hi. When you live in your four amot, it can become unbearable to live in your four amot. Because there are so many things that you are dealing with. So you might think the worst thing to do is to take on somebody else's problems. You know how people say that? 
I have enough issues. Right. I got my own issues. That's the normal reaction. Someone tells you, you want to get involved in this situation. I got, my, I got enough issues on my plate. That's the normal reaction. I have enough problems. I should take on more problems. It would be obvious to say that. It would be normal to say that. It would be logical to say that. Who can blame anybody who says that? But the reality is it's not so. It's that. It's hafuch. That's what he's telling you. It's the opposite. If you're a guy who's got all types of issues and you're a broken person, you became a broken person. You don't just have issues. You became a broken man from all your issues. So what do you do? Take on other people's issues. Against logic. Take on other people's issues. Start leaving. Because what happens is, when you start leaving your Dalet Amot to feel other people, first of all, you'll start seeing more satisfaction in your Dalet Amot. And you'll start seeing a much bigger world. You know, when you only focus on your four Amot, you put everything in there, there's nothing else. And your world becomes very confined and very, very difficult. It's very tight in your four Amot. It becomes very overwhelming in your four Amot. When you expand yourself, all of a sudden, the world becomes much bigger than you. And all of a sudden, the things that were bothering you before, when it was tight, it bothered you a lot because that's all you had. But when your world got much bigger, all of a sudden, the things that were bothering you become very small because your world got so much bigger. You don't focus on every little thing. There are people today that focus on every little comment, every little thing that happens, every little reaction because they live in such a small apartment. Therefore, I'm more so small. Anything in there is noticeable. Anything in there takes space. Anything in there makes it very tight. But all of a sudden you leave your four amot. It's not so much that your world changes, but automatically you don't feel the things. that Everything, people make a comment, it's not so important to you. You have plenty of other things in your life. Guy gives you a look. Before it used to be the end of the world for you. He gave you a look, you thought that the world was collapsing. Today, your world is so much bigger, it doesn't mean that much. And by the way, you start understanding the same guy who gave you a look before, it bothered you. When you live outside your four mode, you start realizing that guy is another example. Another example happened to me yesterday. Someone, someone said something that wasn't so, not so appropriate, I would say. And of course, the first natural reaction is to feel like, why are you doing that? You know, why are you saying that? But then all of a sudden I say, you know what? Where is that guy right now? Where, where is he? What's going on in his life? And all of a sudden, within three seconds, you start realizing the guy is in a situation. And all of a sudden, what he did doesn't mean anything. Because where he's coming from, he's just in pain about something. And all of a sudden, you feel where the guy's coming from. And it doesn't matter so much what he did. But when you're, when you're only living within yourself, everything matters. Everything is big. Everything is world world crushing everything is collapsing living he says a person comes to the mashgiach he comes to him and says i feel i don't feel satisfied i feel broken i feel he says start living outside your dalit amot start taking care of other people the most illogical thing to tell a guy who's dealing with his own issues to deal with other people's issues but that's the formula 
that is a formula that rescues the person from his own issues. Unbelievable. So that I, I, I plan to do more today, but I guess that's what we had time for. So again, Rabotai, today was a, I'm telling you, I don't know how exciting, I don't know how important, but I'm telling you in your mind, today is one of the most important things that we learned. To really take this seriously. Learning coming out of this class does absolutely nothing for you. Nothing changed because you learned this. You really have to put it, me and you together, have to put it in practice. We really have to take moments during our day and start living in other people's lives. And Be'ezrat Hashem, our life will expand. Then we could say we're part of it, Sibur. Then we could say we're part of something bigger than ourselves. And Be'ezrat Hashem, will see tremendous Si'ata Dishmaya with everything we do. Have a wonderful day. Beautiful. Hazako Baruch.